Section 27 of The Living Animals of the World, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Diana Vandervis. The Living Animals of the World, Volume 1, Mammals, by Charles Lewis Cornish, Editor. The Weasel Tribe, the Martins, the Sables, the Mink, the Polecat, the Weasel, the Stoat or Ermine, the Glutton or Wolverine. The Weasel Tribe. No animals are more bloodthirsty and carnivorous than most of the Weasel Tribe. They are also well equipped, both in actual weapons and in activity of body, and have powers quite out of proportion to their size. They are also gifted with magnificent coats and constitute the most valuable source of choice furs. Sable, marten, mink, wolverine, ermine, otters, and several others are among the most highly prized. Their claws are sharp, but not retractable. It is indeed fortunate that these creatures are so small in size, otherwise they would be among the greatest enemies of animal life. As things are, they are useful in keeping down the number of creatures which, like field mice, moles, rabbits, and rats, might, and occasionally do, become a pest. The Martins There are two species of martin in Europe, the beech and the pine martin. The latter has a yellow throat, the former a white one. The fur is almost as fine as sable. All so-called Canadian sables are really martins. These animals are found throughout northern Europe and northern Asia, in Japan, and all over Northern America. In Scotland, the pine marten survives in the pine forests, also in Ireland, where it is occasionally killed on the Wicklow Mountains, near Dublin, and on the Mourne Mountains. It is believed to remain in Cumberland, Devonshire, and possibly in parts of Wales. It is a tree-loving animal and feeds mainly on squirrels, which it pursues through the branches. It is also fond of fruit, Mr. Charles St. John discovered this in a curious way. He noticed that his raspberries were being stolen, so set up a trap among the canes. The next day, all he could see was a heap of newly gathered raspberry leaves where the trap was. Stooping down to move them, a marten sprang up and tried to defend itself. The poor beast had come to gather more raspberries and had been caught. Unable to escape, it had gathered the leaves near and concealed itself. The Sable this is so little different from the marten that some have thought it only a northern variety. That is not the case. As both are found in the same area, and no one who knows anything of form or color could mistake the true sable's fur. This fur is so fine and even that each single hair tapers gradually to a point. That is why sable brushes for painting are so valuable. They always form a point when wet. The price of these brushes, which are genuine sable fur, though made up from fragments of the worst colored or damaged skins, varies yearly with the price of sable in the market. The mink. Ladies are very familiar with the fur of the mink, which is one of the best of the less expensive varieties. It is not glossy as marten or sable, and of a lighter, more uniform brown. The mink is a water-haunting polecat, found in Siberia, North America, and Japan. Its main home in North America, where the immense system of lakes and rivers gives scope for its aquatic habits. The underfur is particularly warm and thick, 
to keep out the cold of the water in which the animal spends more time than on land. It is not stated to catch fish, as does the otter in the water, but it lives on frogs, crayfish, mussels, and dead or stranded fish. Minks have been kept in confinement and regularly bred in minkeries, as is the blue fox, and in Manchuria the chow dog, for the sake of its fur. The polecat. This is now probably the rarest of the British weasels. It is almost identically the same to the polecat ferret, a crossbreed between it and the domesticated variety. It survives in a few of the great woodlands of the Midlands and Oxfordshire, in Scotland and Wales. It is found in Cumberland, near Bonus, and on Exmoor and Dartmoor, where rabbits abound. It is an expert swimmer. Its habits are the same as those of the stoat, but it is slower in its movements. It catches fish and can pick up food from the bottom of the water. Wild ones can be trained to work like ferrets. They do not delay in the hole, but follow the rat out and catch it in a couple of bounds. Trevor Bait the ferret is a domesticated breed of polecat. It is identical in shape and habits, but unable to stand the cold of our climate in the open. The weasel. The smallest and fiercest and commonest of its race, the little weasel is by no means the least formidable to the animals of the carnivora of England. It is cinnamon-colored, with a white throat and belly, and climbs as neatly as a cat, running up vertical boughs with almost greater facility. A weasel in a high hedge will run the whole length of the fence from twig to twig without descending. It threads the galleries of the field mice, sucks the eggs of small birds in their nests, and attacks rats, mice, rabbits, and even large birds such as grouse without fear or hesitation. During a great plague of field bulls in the lowlands of Scotland in the year 1890 and 1891, the weasels increased enormously. A shepherd took the trouble to follow a weasel down a hole drain in a vole-infested hillside. He found the bodies of no less than thirteen field mice, which the weasel had amused itself by killing. In winter, weasels hunt the corn stacks for mice, and often make home among the sheaves. One was seen chasing a vole by Mr. Trevor Bate, who picked up the vole, which the weasel was about to jump up for, when he threw it into the hedge. The weasel pounced on it and carried it off. The main food of the weasel is the field mouse and small voles. Weasels are very devoted to their young. They will pick them up and carry them off as a cat does a kitten if the nest is in danger. Their hunting shows great marks of cunning. One was seen in a field in which a number of corn buntings were flying about, alighting on thistles. The weasel went and hid under one of the tallest thistles on which the bunting soon alighted. An instant after, it sprang up and caught and killed the bird. The Stoat or Ermine This is the commonest and most widely distributed of the weasel tribe. In winter, the fur turns a pure white in the northern countries, and occasionally in southern England. It is then known as the Ermine and yields the Ermine fur. In every country where it is found, it is the deadly foe of all small animals, from the hare to the smallest field mice. It has the same passion for killing for killing's sake shared by the ferret. If a stoat finds a rabbit's nest, for instance, it will always murder all of the young ones. These creatures sometimes contrive to hunt in packs or to migrate in society. They are very fond of their young, which they lay up in old crow's nests, 
poles and banks, or straw stacks. They have often been seen to carry them out of danger in their mouths. The length of the head and the body is ten and three-quarter inches, and the length of the tail is six and a half inches. The young are usually from five to eight in number, and are born in April or May. They soon move into the long-standing grass and remain there till it is cut. After that, they move to the woods and covers, and great numbers are trapped. If not, they attack the young pheasants and do great damage. They can climb well and are known, as is the polecat, to ascend trees and kill birds in their nest. They also suck eggs. Forty-two pheasants' eggs were taken by Mr. De Winton from one stoat's hole. The Glutton or Wolverine The largest and most destructive of all the weasel tribe is found all around the northern edge of the Arctic Circle, from Norway to Hudson Bay. It is a large, heavy animal, with short head, sharp claws, long, thick fur, and a clumsy gait. Its tusks are very long and sharp, and its appetite, if not so insatiable as the old travelers were told, is sharp enough to keep it always hunting. It follows the fur trappers in the woods, and being very cunning, breaks in at the back of their fall traps, and robs the baits or the prey caught. When Lord Milton and Dr. Cheadle made the Northwest Passage by land, they lost nearly all their furs in this way. Once, having trapped a valuable silver fox, the only one caught by them, they found nothing but shreds of fur left by the glutton. As the Martin Hunter's line of traps is perhaps fifty or sixty miles long, the loss and damage caused by the glutton is most mortifying. This animal can only be caught in steel traps, and that with great difficulty. End of section 27. Recording by Diana Vandervis, Winnipeg, Canada.